Okay, right, so, here goes. Loads to fucking talk about. Today is more than likely going to be multiple podcast upload days because I just, my brain's fucking buzzing and I need to, uh, I, I need... I need to just regurgitate down the mic and clear me fucking head, basically. So thanks for listening. But anyway, first things first. At the opening of this season, the third season, it was either the very first episode or possibly the second, I said that I was going to knock the weed on the head every second day. That didn't fucking happen. Make no mistake about it. That didn't even happen once. The closest I came to skipping a day of my cannabis consumption was the day I said it on the podcast. That evening, I kind of went, oh, God, yeah, I said it. Okay, that's how that went. Okay, thought about it as I fucking lit the bong. Didn't happen, and I'm not going to beat myself up too much about it. Why am I fucking telling you this? There's a reason it failed. There's a couple of reasons it failed. There's a hundred reasons it failed. But I'm going to try and pick a few of them because this isn't to help people, you know, reduce their cannabis consumption. This is to help people make changes because fundamentally... That's what I tried to do. I tried to make a change and I failed miserably. And I just want to very, very briefly examine why I failed so badly as I did. And failed badly, I did. Not once did it happen or come close. So the first thing that was wrong was the timing. Don't be fucking giving up something during a national lockdown. Are you fucking mental? That's the one time you really need your fucking crutches. Okay? Now, I was full of piss and vinegar at the start of January when I made that recording because it was the new year and I was full of fucking oomph and full of fucking vitality and blah, whatever else and uh, I just I know I have a habit I suppose of kind of losing the run of myself a little bit I'm getting better at it and I don't want to completely stop losing the run of myself because most of my best ideas come when I lose the run of myself anyway the timing was terrible if you're a smoker, if you're overweight, if you're fucking, if you've got some sort of a vice or crutch or whatever you want to call it, habit that you're trying to get rid of, pick a better fucking time. Okay, timing is everything in these things. Okay, not it's not everything, but it's a, it's a big component. Component, it's a huge component. Okay, so don't be trying to give up the fags when you're in the middle of a level five national pan, national lockdown because of a pandemic. Don't be trying to give up sweets or whatever it is. When, you know, you're going through a rough patch with the missus or the husband or whatever it is. Don't be trying to give up whatever it is or make whatever change it is when you're in the middle of moving house, changing jobs. Anything that has, you know, a psychological burden associated with. That's not going to make your efforts any fucking easier. So pick your timing. Okay, now, does it, most thing, like most things, this is a double-edged sword. Pick your timing doesn't mean, ah, yeah, I'll, I'll do that when the time's right. Do you know kind of way? That's obviously just a big giant copper. You have to at least set some sort of a timeline. And by that I mean, right, I'm not going to do it during the pandemic, but I'll, or during the lockdown, say, but we're due to open up at the start of February. Fingers crossed. Um, we probably won't, but anyway. If we will open up at some stage. The first week, is that a good time? Ah, yeah, mightn't be that bad. Right, we'll say the first week. That first week comes and you're under pressure because you're back working or the kids are back to school and everything's a bit fucked up because you, you don't have your routine in place and everything's a bit up in the air. Again, that's the equivalent of changing jobs. The first week after this lockdown will be messy. The first two weeks will probably be messy, okay? Between just getting up at the same time every day or having to go to bed earlier than you're used to, your sleep's going to be disrupted, your diet's going to be disrupted. There's going to be a load of different variables and you don't want a load of different variables 
when you're trying to do anything, change yourself or do something new or, or anything like that. So timing is key, but don't don't do it the don't do it during the lockdown and don't do it the first week after the lockdown. But say to yourself maybe as soon as I get settled or as soon as A, B, and C is done. Okay, now you have to draw an ultimate timeline to this. You have to be able to say, okay, no matter what, come the first of March, say. Okay. Now the other thing there is you very easily find yourself pushing it and pushing it and pushing it even though you're very well aware of what it is that you're doing. So you'll end up pushing it and pushing it and pushing it until it's so far in the back of your mind that you've basically forgotten about it, okay? And you don't want that to happen. So what you do instead of that, or at least what I think might help in order to, in order for you to do what it is, whatever it is that you want to do, is to fail at. So I fail at there at the first of January, at the, the start of the, the month, Okay. I know that, I've acknowledged that, I've, I've admitted that and I've tried to get my head around why that happened and I'm trying, to, I'm trying to process exactly why that happened here now. I started taking notes before this and then just stopped and started talking because that's what I need to do. I need to get out of my own way, I need to stop planning, I need to stop doing all those things and just, just do more, okay? Done beats perfect, I haven't rhymed that off in fucking God knows how long. But anyway, done beats perfect. So, it's important to fail at something. Now, there's a difference between failing something and postponing something. You can postpone and postpone and postpone and postpone and not feel too bad about it. But if you fail at something, you're like, fuck, okay, that didn't work. And then you do it again, you're like, fuck, that didn't work. To me, there's, there's a little bit more progression there. You're far more likely to give up the fags having tried to give up the fags 10 times before. You're far more likely again to give up the fags if you've tried to give up the fags 20 times before. Okay, especially if you're kind of taking note of each time and trying to outline the different reasons, if they are indeed different reasons, why whatever it is that you tried to do failed. So, for example, if you're trying to give up the fags and it doesn't work the first time because you're stressed out of your head. Actually, no, we'll pick my cannabis consumption because that's something that I can relate to. So why did it fail? It failed because stress levels are too fucking high. I use cannabis, uh, I self-medicate cannabis essentially to fucking calm me down and to relax me in the evenings. Okay, it's the only time of day that I generally take them unless, you know, I'm away for the fucking weekend or it's my birthday or some special occasion. Other than that, it's typically, you know, seven o'clock onwards in the evening and I just take it to just fucking wind me down slightly and help. it helps me relax, okay? Not for everyone. Uh, this isn't a fucking cannabis ad, okay? It just, it works for me and so be it. But the reason that I'm mentioning that is because I use it to essentially de-stress, why would I try and limit my use of it or quit it when I'm in a period of elevated stress? It makes no fucking sense, Okay, so what I have to do, bearing that in mind now, is having failed to do it the first time, I have to take that information and I have to say to myself, right, when in my not too distant future might I actually be less stressed than usual? Okay, well, the kid's going back to school. That's the first thing that jumps to mind. Because when I did the second season, that was during our second lockdown. And I did a podcast every day and it was kind of great. And the quality was good and the tempo was good. And the it was kind of, there was an elevation to it. It was a bit hyper and it was a bit mental at times. But, you know, so be it. 
but it was kind of enjoyable and it was fun and I could sit down and spend half an hour, you know, Googling different things and making a, a better run at. This time has been very different because the kids are at home. So the stress levels are up, okay? Anyone with fucking kids knows that when they're not at school and they're at home, it's stressful. Like Before lockdown, weekends were had a tendency to be stressful because the kids were at home. Okay, because you can't be going off to fucking Disneyland every Saturday and every Sunday. You know, the, and the their kids, my kids are fucking six and two, so they're they're you know they're they're hyper and they're they're draining and they're great. Don't get me wrong, I love them to bits, but they're a lot of work at times. Okay, and being a good parent is more work than being a bad parent. You have to remember, it's very easy to just throw them in front of the television or give them their little fucking iPad or whatever it is and shut them up. Like my young lad Fionn, Minecraft obsessed. Dad, can I watch Minecraft or play Minecraft? Yeah, no bother, son. 15 hours later, Jesus, lad, you have you eaten anything? You know, your eyes are falling out of your head. You know, do you want to go to bed? You know, he'd just be so easily distracted by Minecraft, you wouldn't have to be a parent. But what would happen? You wouldn't have a relationship with your child. He'd grow up to be fucking twisted in any which way. And, you know, again, being a bad parent is easy. Being a good parent is hard. But anyway, enough about my parenting. I just needed to get that out of me system basically because that's another thing about failing at something or trying to do something and it not being a success, call it what you will. You have to admit to it to yourself first and foremost, but you also have to admit to it to somebody else because what I find is, I find that the podcast very cathartic. I'm, it's, a, it's, a way of, it's a way for me to kind of to vent what's on my mind and to kind of de-stress myself. And when I say something and put it and upload it basically... I get I get to I get to let go of it kind of metaphysically and physically if that makes sense that there's a there's an alleviation when I say it out loud so it was down to that fact and if nothing else that I just wanted to to talk about and hopefully somebody listening will be trying to do something in their life and might go fuck okay maybe maybe I can take one or two points of that and run with it and improve myself a little bit and therefore improve everybody around me and improve the whole worldwide world worldwide world there's a new term for you anyway enough about my weed take and giving up stuff psychological scars is what i want to talk about so again before i started recording this was like psychological scars um because the psychological scars is a, is a, a, a kind of a little catchphrase i invented for myself a couple of years ago and I, I may or may not have mentioned it on the podcast before and when i google it there i get a lot of kind of ptsd related stuff and kind of you know whether it's your fucking whole unit was blown up in Afghanistan and anytime somebody sneezes, you dive behind a couch because you think it's an IED. There's that element of it. And then there's people who were abused as kids and are all messed up fucking in 101 different ways. That was part of it. They're real, that's psychological scars. That's that's PTSD. And that's not what I want to talk about. So even though I've been using that term, I don't think it's the appropriate term. So I've, I've changed it. Just before I started recording this, I changed it from psychological scars to, to psychological scratches. And just to give you an idea of how trivial these scratches are in comparison to real scars, which would be actual post-traumatic stress disorder or PTSD, which is what people have when they're, you know, abused as children or they have, um, they've been fucking half blown to bits in some war or something awful has happened. Okay, they suffer from what's called PTSD, post-traumatic stress disorder. And it's basically they can't let go of what happened to them and it haunts them for the rest of their lives and it fucking ruins people, basically. 
That's not what I'm talking about. What I'm talking about is the most trivial version of that. Okay, so we'll call it a psychological scratch for kicks and giggles. Okay, now I sorted one of I sorted a couple of my psychological scratches this morning. One of them was a padlock on one of the um, on one of the places in my business. So there's because of the layer of my business, there's about seven different padlocks that I need to open to access different areas. Just to cut a long story short. Now, one of them is one of the ones I use the most often. It's where I have my mats and it's where I do my training. Oh, I'm going to make a note of that. Online training. More of that to follow. But anyway, um, you'd be fiddling with the fucking padlock for ages and it'd be sticking and it'd be pissing rain and you'd be in a fucking hurry and you Jesus fucking Christ open. And that went on for fucking three weeks. But yesterday, I put a bit of WD-40 into the car, drove down here, went turn the key, and it just fucking opened. Now, why in God's name I didn't do that two months ago or whenever the hell it started happening, I don't know. But that prick of a padlock has been doing my fucking head in for God knows how long. And all for a little bit of tss Now, I might have to do tss again at some point in the near or distant future. But, you know, who gives a fuck? I opened it this morning and it just opened. And... That's just one tiny little example. Here's another example. So where my business is based, my office where I'm actually sitting here now recording this and where I do most of the the solo recordings. The room that I'm in used to be a fridge. Okay, the the door into my office is literally about six inches thick. Okay, and it's just a a fridge basically, a walk-in fridge. Now, when I moved in here, the walls were all kind of manky because it hadn't been used in God knows how long. I sprayed them with disinfectant and scraped them and just tried to get all the mankiness out of them. Got a good bit out of it, but it was still pretty manky. So what I did was I sterilized it as best I could and I put up uh, sheets of insulation. I happened to have mountains of sheets of insulation from an old growing I used to have. And I lined it in those and it looks the business and it's class and it's brilliant and happy days. But the downside of having, you know, foot thick walls that are heavily insulated and then that I re-insulated is the walls in this fucking fridge must be about two foot thick at this stage. That's not very conducive for letting in the internet. Okay, I don't have fixed line internet here, so I don't have internet via a cable. I have a, I think it's called a dongle I got from Vodafone. It's a bit the size of a kettle and it, it looks pretty much like a kettle. And it's essentially that there's a thing in your mobile phone, which is an internet receiver, for want of a better term. Okay. And it's what connects to the different mobile towers that are around the place. Okay. And it gives you phone calls and it gives you internet and it gives you all that good stuff. Okay. But when you're in a room that's fucking got walls that are 15 feet thick, that those radio signals, that internet won't pass through. Okay, so what I've had to do is anytime I wanted to fucking Google something or send an email or download something, I literally have to open the door and let the internet in. Okay, which is great during the summer, but it's not exactly ideal when it's minus two outside and you open the door and you freeze the bollocks out of yourself. The other thing about that is when you close the door, you've, <laughs> you've chilled the air in it and that air will stay chilled because you're in a fridge. Okay, just a little aside on fridges. Fridges are essentially the same as ovens. All they are is insulated boxes. So if you heat the inside of a fridge, basically, let's say you put a little heater inside in a fridge and close the door, that thing will get fucking savage hot on the inside because the heat can't escape. There's no such thing as something to insulate you against the cold that won't insulate you against warmth. Okay, Insulation is just a barrier. It's just a barrier, full stop. 
heat can't get through it. So heat can't get into it if it's a fridge. You don't want heat getting into it. And heat can't escape it if it's an oven. You want to keep the heat in. But anyway, enough about fucking fridges and ovens. I took a picture of my... I did a a speed test on the PC that's in my office. So, again, just a little bit more clarity. What I'd have to do is I plug in my internet dongle in the office and then I have my PC, which is a proper PC, like a with a keyboard and a screen and a, a CPU thing. I can connect wirelessly to the internet from my PC. Okay, so I plug in my mobile dongle, it, it starts spitting out internet, and then my PC hoovers up that, but the internet can't get to the dongle in the first place without the door being opened, okay? So what I've done is I've drilled a hole straight through one of the walls. I've pushed uh, an Ethernet cable through it. And now I have my dongle outside of the room plugged in. And the cable comes from the dongle and goes straight into the back of my PC. Okay. I did a speed test before I did this. And I went from 2.37 meg download to 36 meg download. That's an 18-fold increase in broadband speed. Just for the sake of taking the fucking 25 minutes it took me to do it. Now, you can imagine the psychological fucking scratching that I would have every time I've needed to send a fucking email. You hit send or you you hit Google Chrome and you try and fucking Google something. And you're like, what the fuck is that? Oh, fuck, I have to open the door. Then you open the door, you freeze the bollocks out yourself. And then a couple of minutes later, you've got shitty broadband. From that... To staying in a perfectly insulated room. I have a little heater in here beside me now. It's fucking toasty in here. I've got super fast fucking download speed. I also have super fast upload speed. I had a download, or sorry, I had an upload of 0.45. And now I have an upload of 7.37. So that's similar ballpark. That's fucking another 18-fold increase. But anyway, you mightn't have an office in a fridge that you need internet to improve. And you mightn't be trying to reduce the amount of bong hits you take. Okay, but the point being, and this is always the same with everything that I'd be rabbiting on about, it's never about me per se, and it's never about what I'm talking about per se. It's always the broader narrative. It's always the overarchingness of everything. Okay, it's always general. It's always fundamental. It's always basic, or at least I st- that's what I strive to get across is the basics. Because if you can understand the basics, and by you I mean me, if we call it the royal way. If you can understand the basics of something, you can understand pretty much everything about it from that point, okay? So think about what is happening in your life. What padlock do you need to fucking metaphorically spray with a bit of metaphorical WD-40, okay? Another thing that I haven't done, but I'm going to fucking do today, if it's the only thing that I do today, it will be 100% worth a day's work, and that's sort out my phone chargers. I have half a dozen different places that I do be, okay? I do be in bed where I charge my phone. I do be in the sitting room in the evening, let's say when I'm watching a bit of telly. I do be in the office where I am here now. I do be in the workshop. I do be in my my matted area where I do my workouts. And when the business is up and running, there's two or three kind of stations that I would be semi-permanently positioned to do my work. I'm going to get a phone charger and I'm going to put one in every single last fucking place because they're not that expensive. Okay, for 50 quid, call it, I'll be able to put a charger everywhere on top of the chargers that I have now. And no matter what I'm doing for 99% of the time, I'm going to be in one of those places. And I'm never, or at least going to limit, I'm, 
The goal is to limit the amount of times I go, oh, fuck, oh, where's my charger? Oh, I'll take it out of the bedroom and I'll bring it down to the kitchen or I'll take it out of the office and I'll put it in the workshop and I'll be moving it around and it just bugs the piss out of me and there's no fucking need for it. Now, again, I'm not talking about multiple chargers in multiple places. I'm not talking about getting better internet in your office that's in a fridge. I'm not talking about loosening that padlock with a bit of metaphorical WD-40. I'm talking about essentially getting your fucking shit together. There are 101 million different things that piss us all off all the fucking time. And the vast majority of them, I'm going to bet, can be solved by just getting your fucking shit together. And on that sanctimonious note, I'll chat to you soon.